0: Hello, my name is Lindsay Recknell, and this is the Hope Motivates Action podcast. Super excited to bring you Season 2, conversations with inspiring people, reframing the way we've traditionally thought about hope and its connection to our lives. On today's Hot Seat episode, Monica Hui and I will be chatting about hope and all things motherhood. Although I don't have the tough job of being a parent, we'll apply the concepts of hope to all of us caregivers, everyone who struggles with hidden hope, and taking care of themselves while also being present for others. If you're interested in any of the books, resources, and tools I mentioned in this episode, all the links you'll need can be found in the show notes of your favorite podcast player, or head to the blog and pod page of my website at expertinhope.com, and you'll find them all there too. My message and my work is all about using the science of hope to motivate action in your life. Because without action, hope is just a wish.
1: Hello, I am your host, Lindsay Recknell, but today I am passing hosting duties over to my friend and seem to be yours, Monica. Hi, Monica. Hi. It's so awesome to have you here today. Thank you so much for participation.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to speak with you.
1: I have known Monica for, I don't know, a number of years. We got connected through our small businesses, our wedding business, actually, which neither of us focus on these days. Monica's specialty is in providing efficiency tips for motherhood, so getting the most out of your time, the most out of your day, to be able to spend as much time with your kids and your family as possible, which is unbelievably hard, and your tips are so practical. You are providing a great service to the world, so I'm really excited to hear what you have to say today about hope and kids.
2: Well, thank you so much for your very kind introduction to your audience of me and for having me. I'm super, super excited to speak with you and to present another resource to moms. I always believe that we can learn something from everyone, from others, and to expand our tribe. Early into my motherhood, I was told that it takes a village to raise a child, and I would like to expand that into it takes a village to support a mom, and I feel like you, know, you are a very valuable resource to moms as well.
1: Well thanks. I am not a parent, but I support many, many moms. (laughs) I think you guys are the hardest job in the world and
2: if anything I can do to support. I'm absolutely all in. Well, we appreciate you. (laughs) So I wanted to jump right in and you know talk a little bit about motherhood. I found through my personal experiences and in speaking with other moms, during the path of motherhood, there's Oh so so many opportunities where a mom can lose hope. You know, they might lose hope about their own identity, not you know, I'm never gonna be myself again. They might lose hope about what their lives have become. Like, oh, I'm just constantly taking care of others, you know, is this all it is right now? Or losing hope about what their future looks like. It's like, well, can I even survive another day like this? Like, is this it? Is this it for me? So while I help moms with like tangible tips on like how to organize and simplify their motherhood, I wanted to ask you, how can moms change their perspective and regain hope with their motherhood?
1: Oh, it's a great question. Compassion fatigue is a real thing, right? Caregivers and their the energy required that it takes to be a caregiver to a child to to a parent to anyone that whole caregiver role that we that we take is exhausting and like such relevant questions that we ask ourselves it's not limited to just motherhood you know whether you're caring for someone with a physical illness or a mental illness or you're caring for aging parents or your spouse you're caring for a spouse exactly that exhaustion that comes from always giving, 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 and, and not feeling like we are receiving is, is a real thing. And we can absolutely feel like our future is not likely to be better than today, even if it's just because we're exhausted and we can't see through the positive at all. I think to maintain our hope in those situations is in actually focusing on taking care of ourselves. We hear about self-care, and that word gets bandied around a lot, and it's it's almost a dirty word, but I really think that it's important, whatever your definition of self-care looks like, taking care of yourself, especially in these scenarios where you don't have anything left to give, is super, super key. So on an airplane, they say you have to put on your mask before helping other people, because if the plane goes down and you're dead, you cannot help your child. That sounded super harsh, but you know what I mean. You can't help others if you can't help yourself first. And so finding ways to prioritize somehow to recharge your batteries is super key. And if a bath and candles is what that looks like for you, awesome. If listening to a podcast on the way to work that inspires you and gives you, you know, new ideas on how to manage your time, manage your day is the way to go, do that. If arranging for a, caregiver's circle where you trade you know a play date with another mom so that you can have a nap for an hour if that's the way to do it that's what you
2: do and that's how you said you know sometimes how self-care is considered as a dirty word I think another word that people kind of associate self-care with is selfishness you know you're being selfish for taking care of yourself and for not taking care of others I think that's really something hard for moms to like change your perspective on you know rather than caring for others you've got to take care of yourself as well
1: well and it's so interesting because we would never wish that on other people right we look at other moms and we encourage them to take time for themselves and we encourage them to prioritize themselves over the ones they're caring for yet we never apply that same thinking to ourselves we we internalize it to be selfish and to feel like we're not being present for other
2: people that is so true it's so easy to give that advice rather than to take the advice
1: we shouldn't put that double standard on ourselves no for mothers for, for caregivers generally speaking we wouldn't speak to our friends the way we speak to ourselves and i think it's really important to remember that i think it's really important to to be conscious of that and treat ourselves as the most important person because if we're feeling good about ourselves we can give exponentially better to those in
2: our care. Mom should, you know, start taking care of themselves, you know, self-care. My, my next question is, what are some indications of red flags that moms should pay attention to when they feel like, you know, hope is starting to slip away? Is it when they're starting to you know, get really cranky? What are some indications of red flags?
1: Yeah, so you're you're totally right. Your physical response and your mental response to stressful situations is a huge red flag. I think the most important thing to think about from a hope perspective Is when you've lost that expectation that the future is going to be better than today, that's the biggest red flag that you've lost or misplaced your hope. I don't ever think that hope goes away. Like, I don't think it, you know, leaves your body, it leaves your soul. I think it's playing a little bit of hide and seek, which is encouraging because you know that it's there deep down somewhere buried under, you know, the loads of laundry in your living room, that it doesn't. Ever leave you, and therefore you can get it back and so if you can recognize those signs of you know despair or hopelessness or that nothing you do is ever going to make a change is ever going to make a difference that those those diapers and those dishes are forever going to be piled up, recognition of that and then taking some action towards rectifying it, however big or small that action is will absolutely be dependent on how dim that hope is in your soul. But any action is good action. Any step in a positive direction will start that moment of going where you can take that pebble and roll it downhill until it's a boulder.
2: I love how you said, you know, you never lose hope. A lot of moms might say, you know, I've, I've lost hope. You know, this is never going to get better. I've lost hope. But it's just, hope is actually just disguised.
1: I really believe that to be true. I think by its nature... There's an expectation that it's still there, you know? And if I believed that it could be extinguished completely, that's not very hopeful. You know, uh, if I have to believe that it's always there. I just can't always see
2: it. You have to take action, right, in order to you know, regain that hope or to seek that hope again. I really like having like step by step, you know, like, you know, what are some of the ways that moms can get back on track? and use hope for their motherhood, taking actions step-by-step. Step. What are some of your suggestions?
1: It depends on how big an action you want to take, you're willing to take, you have the opportunity to take.
2: So I think
1: prioritization and connection to purpose and sort of reason for living is really, really key. So let's use the example of maybe you have a young child, you know, under one years old, and your stay-at-home mom still, you're still in that leave, and you've misplaced that hope under all of the responsibilities that you're facing right now. So maybe maybe today's goal is to find some time for a shower. And so all of the progress and all of the actions is in pursuit of that one goal. So maybe it's a recognition that your child will have a longer nap if you feed them first. And so You schedule out, you know, feeding time quickly followed by nap time routine, and you jump in the shower right away. Like, you don't check your phone, you don't throw in a load of laundry, you don't start the dishes, you just get in the shower right away. You set yourself up for success to intentionally achieve that goal. And it may seem like a small goal, but think of how awesome you feel when that shower is over. You know, that accomplishment will build on the next goal set, you know?
2: Yes, absolutely. Like just, just focus on your main goal. You know, I need to get to that bath, that shower. What are those steps to get there?
1: It's that progress that's really important. What is going to help me get closer to that goal, whatever that goal looks like, and then progressing those things. And the progression of small things is really, really key. They don't have to be big things. In fact, if you're only doing big progressive things it can become overwhelming and maybe you don't you don't achieve that bigger step, and then it becomes demotivating in fact and you get further from your goal but if you can do and identify a bunch of little things that are easy to do each one of those will build on the next one making the next hard thing
2: not much easier. that's amazing I, I think a lot of moms like they make really big goals right they, they have a vision of what their motherhood is like and you know, they have a grand goal of, you know, my child is going to wake up and get themselves dressed and ready to go out the door, but they're only four, you know, break them down into smaller goals. I can definitely see how that would help.
1: If I could just add to that. So, you know, smart goal setting, there's that whole methodology around smart goals. They have to be specific and measurable and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. end of that is time-bound. I struggle with the time-bound piece of goals a lot. So in our example of having a shower, you'll notice that I didn't say have a shower by noon or have a shower by 10 or whatever time seems to be appropriate because things outside of your control are going to happen. Maybe your child wakes up sick. Maybe, you know, a repair guy is in your home and you can't get your child down for the nap that she usually takes in the middle of the morning, you know? I think it's really important to have an idea of time. Don't make it so time-bound that you set yourself up to fail if things outside your control happen. That whole self-forgiveness piece is super, super key. And, you know, rolling with the flow and, and taking actions over only the things you can control because absolutely things outside your control are going to happen.
2: Awesome. I can totally see how that would really stress a mom out so like okay my goal is to have a bath by 5 p.m today no matter what it's just not going to happen
1: yeah you don't want to set yourself up for that feeling of failure you know you haven't failed if you don't get a bath by five o'clock if you set that kind of time frame but the feeling of failure gets to be so much bigger than the reality of of not failing that it's super
2: demotivating and and you lowers your level of hope not increases it and i also think it's also okay for us to understand it's okay if it didn't happen by five but it happened by 5 30 or by six or by 7 30 like it's okay the
1: fact that you had a bath today check
2: (laughs) how can moms help other moms with hope you know obviously we're best at dishing out advice than taking them ourselves but you know what are some of your suggestions on you know how we can help each other out
1: Continue to model hopeful behavior. We only get to choose for us. We don't get to choose for other people. We can't impose our judgments. We can't impose our decision-making. We can't impose what somebody else should or shouldn't be doing. We only get to choose for us and for our families. And so I think it's really important to not tell people what they should be doing, but model behavior on what we feel like we can do. And by modeling that behavior, other people will see that hopeful behavior and figure out how to behave in similar ways that work for them. So just continuing to show up, recognizing when your friend might be struggling and, you know, offering to help. That mom's support circle I mentioned where, you know, you can take her kids one day and she takes your kids another day. You know, all of that kind of support stuff is modeling hopeful behavior. I think that's really key.
2: It's not the talking, it's the walking. I have three main takeaways just from our conversation. I just wanted to share this with you because these were like, I I find really, really key that I will be sharing with other people. You mentioned hope never goes away. You know, hope is just disguised or playing hide-and-seek with you at the moment. Second thing is progress towards small goals. That's... It's just mind blowing to me. We often set really grand goals, but we should set smaller ones, take steps towards them, accomplish them. And that raises hope. And I think the last thing that you mentioned, continue to model hopeful behavior. You know, that's all we can do for others. We can't tell them what to do, but we can show them what we are doing for ourselves.
1: I like that you picked out those particular pieces because they're very, very important to me. I I try to live my life based on that kind of value and, and keep those things top of mind. And I'm not awesome at it. I mean, we're all human, right? We, we're we not going to do these things all the time. But it's it's nice to hear these reminders every once in a while. And I think back to the people in my life who are modeling hopeful behavior. And hope is contagious, right? If I'm not feeling awesome today, I can look to those that are Feeling awesome and modeling that hopeful behavior, and sort of steal some of that hope and apply it, you know, to help motivate to help motivate me to do the next thing, to you know, get out of bed or to put on pants or or I'll wash your face. Those kinds of things. It just, yeah, the inspiration that I see in others is really super
2: super hopeful for me. I find you incredibly inspiring and motivating you know, you mentioned that, you know, you're not perfect at this, but just the fact that you keep trying, that's hopeful. That's inspiring. And that's also motivating. I think it's
1: important to recognize and to call out that hope can be hard. It's not an easy thing and continuing to persevere and continuing to continue on is hard as anything, but it's not impossible. And hope is kind of You know, it's cyclical. It goes on a scale of feeling awesome today and not awesome tomorrow. And that's just human human nature and that's okay. You know, that's okay. And those are the down days are the days we depend on others to provide their hope for us. And on the up days is when we get to motivate and inspire others and share our hope with them. It's not always awesome. It's not always beautiful and perfect. And self forgiveness is a big deal. Self forgiveness is a big deal. Yeah, and I
2: guess recognizing the ups and downs and being okay with the ups and downs and working with your ups and downs
1: totally. it doesn't define who you are right how you behave and the decisions you make it doesn't define your core values you get you get to choose how you show up in the world um, you get to choose how much effort you need to put in and you can alter how you're showing up because you get to choose to be better or to take some time for yourself or to crawl under a blanket of, you know, a, a pile of blankets and just shut out the world for a bit. You get to choose and that's okay. You know, nobody should be judging you for any of those choices you are making for yourself. You get to
2: choose. So I want to ask you, this is kind of a funny question, okay, but if you were to provide an Instagrammable quote to moms, what would you say?
1: I think the big one that I've been really emphasizing in my life lately is that quote about choice that you get to choose. It feels empowering to me. It feels like I'm giving myself permission to do the right thing by myself, like the right thing by me, the right thing by my kids, the right thing by my employer. It allows me to feel empowered to rest when I need to rest, to push myself when I need to push myself to persevere when it's important you get to choose I think is something that's really resonating with me these days and yeah I'd like that to be to be a good message to moms is, is you get to choose even if the choices both seem impossible there's
2: power in getting to choose I love that just the power to choose Because sometimes we feel like, you know, it's not our decision. It's not our choice to do this. It just has to be done. But that's not true. We can choose how we want it done, when we want it done.
1: Like you totally nailed it. We get to choose how it's done. Maybe it has to be done. And what scenarios we follow to get it done. And who we use to support us in the action behind getting it done. Those are all the choices too. You know, there may not be a choice that it has to be done. But how it gets done is totally, you know, we get
2: to choose in those scenarios as well. I am still like absorbing everything that you have said. You know, I asked you about the Instagrammable thing, right? So that's something that mom should always have on the forefront, something as a reminder. Do you have any other things that mom should, you know, remind themselves on a daily basis, remind others? Any other words of advice?
1: Why don't I flip it over to you? You and I talk a lot about hope, and we've talked a lot about your journey as a mom, and we've talked a lot about your journey as a businesswoman. What would you say is the number one way you employ hope in your path of
2: motherhood? As of late, I've been envisioning the end goal. So I have been envisioning my daughter getting up on her own and getting dressed and being ready on her own. And that actually gives me hope. You know, I'm like just seeing the future and how positive the future is. That's actually helping me with my hopefulness. I bet it is. It hasn't quite, you know, manifested yet, but it's getting there. You put the steps into
1: place and you're, you're actioning those little progressive steps towards that vision.
2: Yes, I am. It's not quite there yet, but I'm hopeful, I guess. I am hopeful that, you know, step by step. This morning, she got dressed by herself. That's great. Tomorrow, maybe she put on her socks on her own. <laughs> I'm taking a step by step and I find that really helps.
0: And that's
1: exactly what we've been talking about is that small progression. No matter how how big the step, any step in a positive forward direction is good progress. You know, net positive. That's all we can ask for. That's all we can ask for. And your future will be better tomorrow than it is today. One day, she will be grown up and you will look back and and notice all the things you taught her and all the frustrations she gave you and all the timelines she didn't meet and you will continue to be hopeful.
2: Yes. And I will realize that all those little steps actually helped this final outcome.
1: Well, this has been so, so awesome, Monica. I so appreciate you taking the time and for your really thoughtful, insightful questions. I know that there's lots of moms out there and lots of caregivers that listen to this podcast. And I, I think you've offered some really great things for them to think about. And and I hope that the things they take away can be immediately implemented in folks' lives. So thank you so much for your time.
2: Thank you so much for having me. This is a lot harder than it sounds when I'm listening to podcasts in the car. (laughs) You made it so easy and it's always nice speaking with you.
1: That's awesome. I appreciate that.
0: I'll talk to you very soon. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Hope Motivates Action Podcast. These conversations have been so inspiring and motivating to so many people, and it's my absolute pleasure to produce them for you. This show thrives on your feedback, so if you find value in this podcast, it goes a really long way if you'll give me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. The next step in your journey to action your hope is to check out my virtual mastermind program, the flagship series, which is called Hope for Caregivers. These are 12-week group accountability programs designed to support those of us who are caregiving for others, likely at the expense of ourselves and our own personal goals. As with all the tools and resources we discuss on the show, you can find links to this program in the show notes, on your favorite podcast player, or on my website at expertinhope.com. Also, when you're visiting the website, check out the shop page where you can take hope home. This show is all about making hope tangible and practical, because without action, hope it's just a wish.